Moving Iron Podcast Wednesday show number six, I believe. I'm pretty sure this is the sixth one here in the uh, in whatever you want to call this thing that we're doing here. But it's a lot of fun. Brent, how you been? Well, pretty good. Um, I just hope we make it through this thing with your crappy internet. Yeah, internet's amazing today. I'm so so jacked. I guess internet doesn't work when it's below five degrees outside. It's a new thing, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think uh, above ground temperature mattered to underground equipment. I, I guess not. Maybe the ground got that frozen, and now it's freezing the, uh, the little ones and zeros that are flowing through the line. <laughs> so what? Up in Nebraska, what do y'all have to bury stuff like ten feet deep? Uh, pretty close to that. Yeah, you got to get almost to China, and then yeah, then you're good. You're below the frost line, so it's at not least too bad. bed bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is nice. uh, it is brutally cold up here, and I think everybody's got a little cold snap. It's even cold for Texas, so I'm sure you guys are, what are you guys right now, 20-some degrees? It is. It's about 26 outside, but we've probably got a wind chill in the, hell, I mean, it's probably in the single digits, I bet, this morning. We, there's a little bit of a glaze, not, there's, I know there's a lot of glaze in Amarillo on the ground. I've got a friend up there that's a broker, and uh, he, he messaged me this morning saying it's slicker than heck up there, but... Uh, the wife just left with the kids for school this morning, and it was it was still pretty. Uh, there's plenty of friction on the ground, so we're pretty good over here. But uh, we've still got probably oh 36 hours left of some bad weather. We'll be we're supposed to be back in the 60s by the weekend, so maybe we'll get some, get some cotton pulled by then. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to warm up to the 40s, so super jacked. Well, for those that you don't know, Brent is the. Uh host of the Dryland Farmer podcast and you can find him on the Global Ag Network along with me along with about anywhere else podcasts or posts and he's got his guy that rides shotgun with him and his old Landon and what's Landon's Twitter handle? No twit 44? Landon is at no twit Landon 44 and uh, we're actually doing uh, we're recording tonight for our annual and what I mean my annual this is our second ever but our annual uh, Halloween episode, and uh, we'll be recording that tonight. And I guess is today is the 30th, so it will drop on Halloween. Right. If we were any kind of business-minded, we would probably drop it two, three or four days before Halloween. That way everybody can listen to it before, because Lord knows on November 1st, everybody is in the Halloween mood. So, uh, And everybody doesn't really download our <laughs> podcast till the day after. So <laughs> it's really good planning on our part. But uh We've got we've got Radar Ricardo and we've got Diego and they're going to Celebrity Prison to do some trick or treating. So um, it's right going to be on. real exciting. We hope we make it. We hope they make it out of there alive. So um, that's going to be real exciting. So we've got that on tap for Halloween, two thousand nineteen. Damn, I rhymed. I did, man. It's almost like you wrote that. That was, that was pretty sweet. I, I didn't. All I've got written down is Wednesday show ten thirty. There you go. See, <laughs> and you got all of that from that. See, you're you're. Yeah. You're a genius. Uh, natural. It's, yeah. com- it's just well, coming hey. together for you, Brent. It's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. All right, buddy. Well, let's talk about some stuff. Since it's Halloween, oh, yeah. it's, it's all never sarcastic either. <laughs> Since we're we are at that particular moment in time when Halloween is uh, you know, on on us here and there's all kinds of craziness that happens during Halloween. You had a story that came up, and it was uh, you were reading the headline to me earlier. So, 
why don't you uh, why don't you start off with that one? So this is from the uh, San Francisco Gate, and that's sfgate.com. Gate with a T. Uh, sexy witch, sexy nurse, sexy Mr. Rogers, and they, that's the question mark. And it says inside the sexy Halloween costume industrial complex. Uh, I'm sure it's just as virulent and just as vital as the military complex. I'm sure. But yeah. I'm sure that the Halloween costume industrial complex, I'm sure they've got like their own block on K Street in Washington, D.C. Because I'm sure that's a hellacious lobbying firm. Yeah. Yeah. They're really, um, they're really bringing it hard. Really, all it is is a clickbait story, but um, I'm a fish when it comes to clickbait. So uh, I've got all kinds of viruses and adware and <laughs> all kinds of stuff on my computer due to that. But so I've already clicked through all the pictures and I didn't see any, not that I was really hoping to see, but any sex pictures of sexy Mr. Rogers costumes. Um, The first one that came up was the Miss Impeachment, sexy Miss Impeachment. And uh, basically all it is is a hot chick in a pink dress with her cans, you know, hanging out either side of the dress. So, uh, and then you got the next one, hot, hot tariff girl, hot. Well, it's got it. So it's got mo- this girl's pregnant, and she's got a a uh, orange outfit, and it's, it has "Mom of the Year," and then it has crossed out, and under it says "Inmate." So I'm guessing that's like Lori Laughlin or some of those oh, chicks from yeah, the makes sense. Scandal. So, <clears throat> that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I would like to see what the premise behind the sexy Mister Rogers costume would be. Um, does he walk out with like his card? Like after he changes into his cardigan, does he leave leave like the top four buttons undone yeah and he he just doesn't even put his shoes on and it just like gets all the uh gets all the uh, <laughs> afternoon moms in in the mood for well, some, I, uh, I think what he does is probably fun. he does the unbutton the top three or four buttons <clears throat> and then when you see that he pulls it back and it's like the 1970s hairy chest guy with like the gold chain <laughs> and he's just rocking it and he's like what's up girl and he's you know that's like, how he rolls you know Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Yeah, he's all exactly. buffed and cut out. Yep. I'm sure he's probably got like some kind of skull with uh, blood running out of it, the eye sockets mm-hmm. tattoo hanging you know, from his chest. He got a chest tat and yep. uh, that cardigan. That's why he wears the cardigan, cardigan because it's always covering up his tats from uh, his days back on the cell block. So, yep. yeah, he's sexy yeah. Mr. Rogers. He's got I mean, some like go in- white Aryan race, uh, you know, <laughs> white supremacist tattoo, prison tat on him when he when he rolls out. Yeah, it's, he's rolling That's right. hard. Yeah. <laughs> if if I if I see one sexy Billy Graham costume come by, I'm closing it down. Yeah, that's a little much. That might be a little far. <laughs> actually, there. If you do go Google "sexy Mister Rogers," there is a. Uh, there's actually a costume that is that way. I just googled it. Oh there, yeah. There is a uh, very. Yeah. It's very, like a Mister uh, Rogers outfit that's probably gal. two sizes too small for the for the young lady wearing yeah. it, and which I'm sure that's probably the whole the whole that, theme behind that's that. Kind of the idea. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and she's got this one chick. She's got the puppets on her hands. That's what she's she said. The, the king, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> she's got the puppets there, and um, I don't remember Mister Rogers wearing any shorts that short. No, I don't. No. Happy yeah. tomorrow. I'll see you again. You know, it's yeah. Kind of. I'll be in my sexy. Yeah. <laughs> that's just too much. We're just going. The world is a uh, upside down. That is crazy. All right, let's talk about. Let's talk about some markets for a minute. 
All right, man. Well, actually, it's pretty, unless you're on a good dose of meth and maybe a little acid, it's pretty boring because uh, there hadn't been just a whole lot happening in the markets lately, at least in the corn market. And I've got corn spreads that have just pretty much flatlined, don't do anything. But, uh, you know, as of, I think it's already 8 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, Casey. I still got uh, let's an hour see. to go. It's still got an hour to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, looking back on the overnights, as of December, I mean, October 30th, 2019, you had the Chicago wheat. They were down, you know, two, two and three quarters, down three and a quarter in the March over in the corn. Again, a massive move of three quarters of a cent. And that's in the December, March of next year is two, qu- uh, yeah, two quarters of a cent. So. Just absolute pandemonium in the grain markets. Beans, a little more wild. They've got a penny and a half up high, or a half a cent higher in the November and a cent and a half higher in the January. Um, so pretty boring there. I've been watching the cotton. It's been pretty pretty boring. It's, it's been hanging in there between the 63 to 65 cent range. We uh, tried to pull some cotton last Saturday before this last snowstorm showed up and uh, had a near total collapse on the uh, cotton stripper we were on our second basket, he was starting to lift his basket up to dump it over in the bowl buggy, and one of the hinge braces broke, and could have been a total disaster. But fortunately, he just started to lift his basket because if that thing would have been anywhere else, I mean, absolutely any other position than where it was, it would have almost totaled the entire stripper because that basket relies on that one of two or two two braces. It's got to have two. It can't have just one. It would have either fallen off into the buggy, fallen back over. It Gravity would have taken its place on the cotton stripper. So uh, cotton's been uh, pretty slow. I know down in Lubbock they got some pulled, and uh, the grades are, you know, the, the yields are certainly off from um, past years and the 5- uh, to 10-year average, and the grades are, grades are a little disappointing because the staple length is uh, short, and then the color has been, um, the cotton's been under some weather, so the color has been, some light spotted stuff and that's probably what we're going to see fortunately the mic the micronaire that's a big discount if you get low mic in that at cotton so fortunately it's a it's in that kind of sweet spot so as far as the uh, the cotton in the southern plains you know it's it's not going to set any records by any street so you're on, you're on you're on twitter like i am we look at stuff going on all the time i've seen a lot of folks come to the table here of late talking about you know last year i had 250 corn and this year i've got 225 or 235 or 215 or something like that what's your take on um the usda you know these reports that we've seen where i mean they're still sticking to their guns that we're going to have this record crop again you know and yeah what's your thoughts yeah <clears throat> It's, it's it's pretty hard to swallow, you know. I mean, you see, you see all these, and I, I have to. You have to take stock on how many pictures you see. I mean, those are micro. There are micro pictures of the entire uh, of the entire crop, but uh, at, at some point, the just the uh, outstanding numbers of the pictures and the stories and reports have got to show a uh, overall macro crop inside, if you will. Uh, bottom line is it can't be out there. There's just no way. Um, I know we've got, everybody says, well, there's varieties and, and uh, all this technology now that's getting corn out of the ground or out of the field faster. But um, people are, people are gathering up corn and they're trying to dry it down. And they're literally, these combines are literally wading through corn uh, water 
yeah. in their fields to get the corn out. And the uh, same with the soybeans and uh, had pictures from the Dakotas of soybeans that are a foot tall submerged in snow. Right. And uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know very much about soybeans and everything, but I can't imagine that um, standing in snow for however many days on end, because unlike down here in Texas, we had four to five inches of snow last week. The next day, 87% of it was gone because yeah. it melted. But um, I know it, it takes a little longer to heat up up there. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I've still got, I've sold some corn. Um, I've still got, you know, probably uh, maybe half the crop left to sell. Um I just, I mean, I, I, my, uh, my estimation is I'm going to hold out until basically the harvest is over with because I, I'm kind of foreseeing maybe a, a rally into the, maybe into the winter. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm not super scientific guess. I'm just thinking once everything is actually out on the board, maybe these, um, deals with China come through. Of course, I know we send more soybeans over there than corn, but it's, um, that's kind of my, that's my strategy. I've I've got protection anyway, but um, that's what she said. That's what she said. Well, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you would hope so. You hope it's not a lie. I'm not lying. She might have been, but I'm not lying. <laughs> so um, I've got it damned up. That uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that that's what I'm going with. And it's kind of same with the cotton. The dang cotton though, it's it's pretty bipolar. It can it can just sit there and sit there for weeks or months on end on in the market and then all of a sudden jump up maybe a dollar or you know maybe a hundred cents and uh or a you know a thousand points or something and then come right back down in two days so cotton's just I, i've i've been burned more times than i've won on trading cotton it's just a it's a bipolar commodity to say the least yeah it's a uh <clears throat> It is a crazy market right now, man. I mean, everything across the board is is uh, they're trying to weigh everything based on five year averages, and this year's been anything but average. Um, whether it's been, you know, it started out super wet and got super dry, and then now it's super wet again, and this cold has creeped into areas that are earlier than normal. I mean, nor- it's not unnormal to get some cold air to come through like where I'm at, but the amount of cold air that we've had is uh, it's been pretty big i mean we've had this is the third snowstorm we've had this year um none of which really had a bunch of snow in it but there was plenty of uh cold weather that came along with it and that's what's uh that's what's hammering us like sugar beets right now there's a lot of guys that you know this is when they're digging beets and taking them to the taking them to the factory to get processed and and a lot of those beets are uh, frozen and so they're going to open up a special time to to direct drop those uh those frozen beets into the factory right away, but it's uh, most of those beets are going to get lost in the field because they're when they thaw out. Then you know what it's like when you freeze a pumpkin or whatever, you know, anything like that. It just rots real fast, turns to mush, and they can't do anything with it. So this year's a, it is going to be a crazy year, and I mean, all the way across the entire population of of agriculture, whether it's corn soybeans cotton you know wherever you're at i mean it's just crazy right now and and uh uh it, it, it just the reaction by the usda to this has, has been not what i would consider to be very scientific it's been more just we're going to follow the law averages and see what happens and then oh we'll make this big correction at the end and that's <clears throat> especially when they're the ones that dictate what the market does and that's what frustrates me about the usda 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you hate to get into conspiracy theories on it, but, you know, everything, even statistics has a political agenda, and, um, you know, it's you, you want to hesitate and say, well, yeah, that's it's all manipulated or something, but you can't help but think there's some human, there's, there's always human uh, uh, error or human involvement in, in this kind of stuff, and... Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, a lot, a lot of that crop progress, like the crop progress reports, that's mostly interviews with uh, extension and everything in, in the different areas, isn't it? We'll say it one more time. As far as the crop progress reports, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the data, data just comes from surveying the extension services. Yeah, you know, I think that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, those are all just people. Yep. So uh, now whether, whether they take their information and, and alter it some or maybe interpret put their own interpretation to it is one thing they probably i'm sure they have some kind of statistical analysis where they say well if they tell us this and we're going to put it in this formula and we're going to base this off of probably i mean everything's based on past results you know or past um, past uh, data so yeah and the uh, other thing too I, that's the other part cut and dry. that's the other part too you know that the crop progress reports that, that come out are not crop progress harvest progress reports that come out are are like really behind schedule you know what i mean like some of these guys are half of where they should be right and, and with the weather that we have now it's even going to get further behind and you get to a certain point where you, you can't harvest some stuff you know whether it's because of flooding or whatever it is and i just i, I just that frustrates me a little bit and i just sometimes get you, you watch all the stuff that you see and all the reports that you see and obviously the news is going to report the worst possible thing ever right but they have right they have got they've got to uh get things it sounds like halloween on. there no it's always halloween here you never know it's gonna creep that's in behind sc- you. that was a scary that was a scary <clears throat> creaky door yeah that's you know you know i live in a haunted house so <laughs> well it is nebraska <laughs> there's all kinds of crazy little things that run around here especially in the basement. mostly my kids but yeah yeah they're little goblins yeah yeah so yeah i mean you know in 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 my opinion you know you got to be you got to be intellectual about this you can't just say well you know what us here in Desmith county we had t- 10 inches of rain and we're not being able to get it out of the field or you know there's a certain county you, you got you can't you got to be more open-minded than that because uh, right it's, it's a lot bigger picture than what you see on television or you see so you happen to wake up one day and catch somebody's interview on you know rfd tv and they're talking about a you know part of iowa that's never going to get the corn out you, i mean it's all statistics it's all people it's everything you got to take it all into account and uh whether you believe you've got to hate sell at some point you know right because as the old saying goes the market can stay uh it can stay um irrational longer than you can stay solvent so right you've so. got to You've got to go with uh, what's your dealt. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So what else you got on your mind, Brent? Well, we've got a uh, – the Fed meets today. They're talking about interest rates and uh, whether they are going to – they're thinking maybe they'll cut it a quarter of a percent. I don't know why they would cut it a quarter of a percent because I'm looking at CNBC right now. Private payrolls increased by 125000 in October, topping expectations – USD, uh, U.S. GDP rose a better-than-expected 1.9% in the third quarter as the consumer continued to spend. And right below it, it says, that's a, that's a minute ago. 13 minutes ago, it says the Fed is expected to cut rates, but how Powell discusses the next move could rattle markets. 
So, and below that it says AT and T gives HBO customers a free bonus with HBO Max. Oh, look out! AT and T sucks, and that whole Direct TV thing is awful. And um, I I had it once, and I don't know anyone that's had it that's like, oh, this this thing's just so it just works so well. I've just never. Uh oh, you won't like me because I, we've we switched over to AT and T two years ago mainly because Verizon. Verizon used to be on the cellular side. Verizon used to be really good right where our house is and everything. Then it just went to crap and it stayed that way. So we went to AT and T, and now we've got a whole lot better service. And then of course AT and T owns <coughs> Direct TV. So right. hell, we got new phone. We got a new phone for free, and then we got Direct TV. You know, real cheap for a couple of years, and we really hadn't had any trouble with it to be honest. But um, I'm sure that'll change now that they purchased. Wait, wait till you uh, get your cheap cheap TV thing is up. And then try that's, to get through that nightmare. That's now. Yeah. yeah. That's now. Well, good luck to so, you. God bless yeah. you, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Be praying for me. I will. But, <laughs> but yeah, I can't. And again, I mean, I'm an ag economics degree. I have one, but uh, I never, I don't see why they're needing to decrease rates at the top of the market. Yeah, well, um, I think if they, I, mean, I think if they're going to decrease rates now, and they go ahead and knock it back a quarter, that tells me that the U.S. economy is not nearly as good as what they're telling you it is. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's that's true. That kind of goes back to the crop, you know, mm-hmm. crop reports. But because um, like these payrolls and everything, that's surveys. That's not. I don't think that's actual data. But um, you know, in the GDP, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a large, that's a huge number to estimate. Right. So, um, you know, of course, a lot of the times, you know, they're they're cutting interest rates because they're afraid of inflation. I mean, they're increasing rates to to uh, stave off inflation. And, um, you know, I think inflation's been pretty much in check for however long. So, um, you know, that that's really not the case. And, um, of course, uh, one thing I learned in economics is you'd rather have inflation than deflation. And oh, yeah. um, which we don't have deflation, of course. But, um, you know, of course... We're not. We don't have inflation. Simply, the fact of the matter is, gas is you know somewhat reasonably pri. I mean, you know, it's not four dollars at least. It's not four dollars between the coasts. You know, right. nobody ever. It's a thousand dollars a gallon on the coasts, but you know that's a big big part of inflation. And we all, of course, know that food is cheap. So that's you know, cons- you know, all that stuff is in check. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I'll. I guess I won't be surprised if they announce a cut. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll probably be more surprised if they do announce that there won't be a cut than there yeah. will be. But um, it's funny that we're I mean, talking about this because on Reuters they have an, an article that came out at nine o'clock a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, so that's you know fifteen minutes ago. The U.S. economy right. slows marginally in the third quarter. So what you were reading on your side just said it was it was doing well. So it's just it's so uh, no one knows what the hell's going on. See, I was and I've got some I've got some bond positions on actually right now and. Uh, um, to the short side, and um, it was all technical on the chart and everything. But um, I was watching on my phone as we were just talking, and bonds were down about seven, seven thirty seconds of the point, and uh, they, within about five minutes, they rallied back to unchanged. Yeah. And this is, you know, that GDP number always comes out at seven thirty Central Time, and um, if I can get my bar chart app to come back up, um, bonds are now they're up three you know, three, um, 30 seconds. So 
I don't. I guess they're all expecting a rate jump is all I, or rate decrease is all I can figure. So, yeah. you know, and as far as the stocks, you know, the banks are doing. They are. They're almost leading the charge right now. Um, you know, Apple took a big hit. Well, they took a big hit. They were down five dollars yesterday, but they're going to get half of it back right now. But but J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, all these bank stocks are, are really. They must be. I haven't seen their earnings reports, but they really must be making a lot of money because they've really been leading the charge in the stock market. So yeah, uh, that's had a, really what. An article here about from Deutsche Bank that was that showed it was had third quarter earnings were down. Um, oh really? Showed a loss. But Deutsche okay. Bank that's charged that's that's tied to so much stuff that's going on as far as uh, the EU goes and and all the money that they're pumping in uh, over there to the to stabilize those, all those economies over there. They I would imagine there's probably some lag on getting stuff paid back. Yeah, yeah, I see it right here, Deutsche Bank, and it's so close to the word douche, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that joke's never been told before, ever. It never. But um, the C, yeah, J.P. Morgan there. Um, Trying to see what they're, of course, they pay a pretty good dividend, but um, their earnings is, uh, you know, it's pretty stout. They come out with earnings. Well, they, I guess they've already come out with earnings because their next date is not till January. But um, the, a lot of these banks, Bank of America, uh, JP Morgan, what else did I say? Um, yeah, those big, those big guys, they're uh, really leading the way as far as uh, yeah. market cap. So, yeah, that and, a lot of this too is hinging on what happens with this phase one of the China trade and what that looks sure. like. I mean, that's supposed to, you know, we're supposed to go out and basically reinstate all the, uh, the pre-tariff rates, um, on agriculture, basically that's phase one. Uh-huh. And then, um, after that, just kind of start looking at the other stuff, but I don't know. China needs, to buy our stuff right now so but they can there's a million ways they can get around paying tariffs you know to the, on their own oh, tariffs yeah. you know so i don't know if they're in a big big rush to do that or not but there's a they keep buying pork pork market doesn't do anything um but go down for whatever reason and then uh yeah. but the uh the soybean market and and the corn market you know are the ones to stand the best from that but <clears throat> i have said this before and i'll say it again that i think that irregardless of trade um, with the the effects of AFS on on the the Chinese pig herd, um, I feel like we'd probably be in a similar situation because they wouldn't have bought as many soybeans anyway, just because yeah. of, they don't have anything to feed it to. Right. And you know the bulk of what they buy for soybeans goes to the mill to feed pigs. And when you knock off half of the world's supply of pigs, then you don't really need as many soybeans. So right, yeah. It's a double-edged sword, really, yep. is what it amounts to. You've yep. got you've got fewer hogs to feed, and yet, yeah, if production is low and your price is low, that's when that's when everything starts to get lined up for the farm sale. So, yep, it's a it's a tough thing to gauge when you've got both of those things going against you. It's just like it's a lot like cotton. You know, you can have you know you can stand to have a kind of a bad grade, but if you got you can make it up for it yield, or you can you know you got to well, if you got a bad yield, you can't have enough. You can't have a good enough grade to do it. But uh, if you got bad grade, bad yield, you're in a you're in a world of hurt. And uh, right. it's just that double edged sword that'll really take you out that yep. you have to watch for. So. Absolutely. All right, Brent. Well, tell everybody about the Dryland Farm Podcast and where they can find it. Well, again, this uh, myself and uh, my co-host Landon Olin, we do a try to do a weekly podcast. We've been off the last week or so because of a uh, harvest. So we. Uh, 
we talk maybe a little lag from time to time, but usually we uh, find stuff or conjure up ideas to mock and make fun of and uh, take no prisoners. Well, I'm not going to say take no prisoners because that's a bad cliche. But um, we're going to make fun of you if, if we at all possible can. And um, we try to drop a podcast episode every Wednesday on the Global Ag Network and along with all the other podcast outlets, uh, iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff, SoundCloud. So, and... Um, so yeah, that's what we do. It's, we we've been getting longer. We've gotten up to an hour on some of our episodes. We're going to try to scale that back some um, because I know all of you people's uh, yeah attention span gets pretty light. So as ours do, because um, as you can tell, about in the thirtieth minute, our quality goes down dramatically. So <laughs> <laughs> and we know nobody's listening at that point anyway. But um, we do that. We have the Global Ag Network to back us up, along with uh, Casey Seymour and. Um, the great moving iron podcast and all the great podcasts on that network right on and you can find moving iron podcasts and all the same places as well global ag network and about anywhere else that you can find a podcast check me out on twitter and instagram at moving iron llc because i'm facebook is dead to me and um word i'm going to uh fire back up the old youtube channel here i've got to get some internet issues figured out but I'm going to start doing my video thing again, and you'll check it out on uh, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. And until then, Brent, have a good week, and we'll talk to you again next week, buddy. All right, man. Sounds good. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. You'll find us here Moving higher